Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Good day. We are happy, joyous, and free, and I am so thrilled to be here with Eric Turk, who is an entrepreneur who has made a bold leap into the future. His online e-commerce store for pet supplies has just gone 100% cruelty-free, which uh, for pet supplies online is, we believe, a first in the way he is doing it. So this is a paradigm shift. We know that 67% of households have pets and you're looking at one of my favorite companion animals here. They're all my favorites, but this is little Rico, a rescue from Puerto Rico. So we, uh, 67% of the households have pets. If we make this shift to compassion uh, amongst those people, truly we would, one small step for a pet, one giant leap, for the compassion movement. So take it away, Eric. Tell us what inspired you and what you have done with shopforrescues.com that is making history today. Hi, Jane. Um, thank you for having me with you. And, and uh, um, Shop for Rescues was born really more out of a necessity to support animal rescues. Uh, here in the U.S., I had been talking with a uh, a friend of mine who uh, works in the not-for-profit sector, and we were talking about how there are just ad campaigns that never seem to uh, convert uh, viewers. That there were were uh, donors who were exhausted, financially exhausted, with re- repetitive requests for for funding and uh and i really you know uh, i i was taking a a, a, a just a, a a reach when i i realized that we could use the products uh that are sold every day in our our lives for animals to create a uh, almost a, a pass-through in value. We could turn to consumers who needed them for their animals, and then we could utilize the revenues uh, in a manner that could then go back to those rescues and support their efforts in the, uh, whether it's the care, the medical care, the transference, or or the supplies needed for animals who are in abusive homes, uh, overcrowded municipal shelters, or unfortunately kill environments. And and, um, and when I considered that there are about seven to seven and a half million dogs and cats alone that wind up in shelters uh, on a yearly basis, and that up to two and a half million of them are euthanized, it doesn't sit right with me. I'm sorry. I'm going to get a, a little emotional, but it just, it doesn't sit right. They don't need to die. We, we can be better. We can do things 
differently. We can we can change. We can align our our uh, um, our values and our behavior. And I wasn't looking to uh, to do something for profit. I just wanted to do something because it was it was just emotionally and spiritually correct. It was a, an ethic. So let me say this. And little Rico says, wow, wow, you did such a great job. So uh, you're working with Sarah Siegel, who's a, a very well-known animal activist. She's based out of Atlanta. You're based out of Atlanta. And you end up having a conversation about the animals who are killed in the process of providing food to our pets, our beloved pets, and you had a revelation. So tell us about the revelation you had and how that was the true paradigm shift. You already had established, okay, we're gonna do a shop for rescues. We're going to take the profits of pet foods and we're gonna give a huge chunk of it to these rescue groups that are saving lives, doing spay neuter, pulling dogs out of, a high risk uh, shelters, etc. But then something else happened, and I know this is emotional for you. And I, I realize that it's difficult to talk about, but you are a brave man, and I want you to tell us about your awakening. Um. So, um, we're indoctrinated into a a a, a culture that says we need to eat these animals to survive and and we don't. And it's kind of, I'm sorry for the metaphor, but there's the, the red pill and the blue pill metaphor that, that we, we, uh, we either pay attention to the harsh reality of, of what's occurring and we figure out how to behave understanding that that's a reality or we remain ignorant and, and and I couldn't remain ignorant anymore. You know, I, 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 I watched, uh, I watched your documentary of all, of all the things, um, countdown to zero. And I couldn't get over the woman who I think was actually from rowdy girl. Um, saying, to a, a, a cow. Goodbye. And I kept thinking about how, for those that survived that trailer, they only survived to have their throat slit. And I think about things like like other animals, like pigs. How that? I, I mean, it just all of it is just this incredibly disgusting use of commerce. And I just couldn't, I couldn't behave that way anymore. I'm sorry, I sound like a blubbering idiot, but I I just, I didn't want to be that kind of a person. And I had started this store and I had had all of these animal-based products and I had things like leather collars and, 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 and I just realized that's not, where I wanted to be, that, that, that I could use the revenues to support rescues, that I didn't have to sell food or, or treats that were animal-based, 
and that I could appeal to people who believed in a cruelty-free environment to say, look, if you're going to go and shop, shop here because the money will get used to save animal lives or to support the rescues saving animal lives. If you shop here, we can grow this opportunity so that we can save a life a day, two lives a day, three lives a day. And that's that's what started to drive me, not anything else. Um, you know, I... I, I I get uh, a lot of flack. Excuse my language. You know, I was about to swear. <laughs> Caught on. Uh, I get a lot of flack because I don't sell any food or treats. Well, the truth of it is, is that most of the vegan companies are either at large distributors, and I'm an e-commerce solution, so they don't like to sell to an e-commerce solution, or they don't ship at a price that, I mean, the, the, the margins aren't there, but more importantly, I wasn't interested in selling my soul for, for a dollar or two. It's just, it's not worth it. I'd rather use the Amazon affiliate link and have people, you know, I'm not the arbiter of anybody's behavior. I don't need to force my views on anybody else. However, if you believe in, 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 supporting a cruelty-free store, then use the Amazon link if you need that animal-based product. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here for the big picture, which is to save animal lives. Well, I can't, I can't change what's already done, but I can go moving forward. We have a caller. First of all, people are going absolutely emotional on your emotions saying, this man is amazing, a true soul. I cry with him. It's not wrong to cry. This shows we care. Um, Kim says, thank you, Eric Turk. You woke up. We need to help others wake up. Um, and Shannon Blair is calling from Florida. Shannon, a weigh-in. What do you have to say? You know, I'm crying, too. <laughs> um, Eric, you do not sound like a blubbering idiot. You sound like an amazing human being. And I wish that more people were exactly like you. This world would be so much better, such a, so much more of a kind and compassionate place for all beings, human and non-human. So thank you. Thanks for, for listening. I, I have to say that I think this is a breakthrough for, for America and the world. Um, you know, there are so many people, and they're right in my neighborhood, they're animal lovers quote unquote, they have their dogs. They, as you mentioned, we spend $75 billion a year on our pets in America, $75 billion. These are family members. And I know that. And I will admit my dogs are spoiled, <laughs> but people don't make the connection. They don't make the connection between the dogs whom they love and the lambs and the pigs and the chickens and the turkeys and the cows that they are killing in order, killing unnecessarily to feed the dogs they love. So I know you are in the process of evolving because you've made this switch and you've paid a price for it. Look, if doing the right thing were 
were easy, everybody be doing the right thing. It involves tough choices. So now, for example, I know you are looking at, and I'm just using this as an example. This is Wild Earth. It's a vegan dog food. It was on Shark Tank. Um, Ryan Betancourt, who is the uh, founder and uh, is a brilliant young man, and uh, it's got protein. It's made with koji. The dogs think it has that high-protein, meaty taste, but it's made out of koji. It's a fungus. This is the peanut butter flavor. My dogs go crazy for it. Um, they also have the kibble now. My dogs eat the kibble. So what I'm saying is there's solutions out there that are cruelty-free that people can adopt. And you are on the front lines of saying, hey, America, let's wake up. How can you love little Rico here, but go and kill a lamb to feed little Rico? First of all, the first thing I say is, do you think little Rico here could take down a cow or a pig? Okay, sorry, you've got a lot of good qualities, Rico, but you're not going to be able to take down a cow or a pig. It's unnatural to feed a cow or a pig to this little guy. Okay, they, dogs, as they domesticated, fed on scraps from humans. And they are perfectly capable of surviving and thriving and living longer, just like people, on a vegan diet. Uh, so what we are urging people to do is a process, not an event is to think about when you're buying treats, get the cruelty-free treats. When you're buying food for your dog, think about your choices and your dogs will be healthier. You'll save the life of that lamb or that pig who you didn't kill. And um, together we could transform this entire world. And the fact that you, Eric, did the math and had the courage to look in the mirror and say, hey, I love animals. Why am I uh, involved in this whole process where we're killing all these animals that society says doesn't count? Here's the thing. Society, we've made a pact sort of with the devil, okay? The suffering of these animals doesn't count, okay? You could call yourself an animal lover and you can participate in killing cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, goats, and lambs. Sure. That social compact is crumbling, it's crumbling in our face right now. And you are the prime example of how people are waking up. And I want to thank you for reading, uh, watching my documentary, Countdown to Year Zero. It just won Best Documentary at the Studio City International Film Festival. So I show the award. It just won it. It's available on Amazon Prime. It's free for Amazon Prime members and 99 cents for everyone else. It was done as an educational project, not as a moneymaker, it's been a money pit. It's a, through the nonprofit. It's all, it's all nonprofit. But you warm my heart and you made me feel so good when you told me that your, your awakening happened when you were watching that film because what it does, it just shows the reality of industrialized agriculture and how these, these animals who are just like our dogs. I mean, I hate to say this and insult you, Rico, but pigs are a lot smarter than you are. Pigs have the emotional and mental development of toddler humans. They can do math. They use uh, tools to make their nests. Uh, they're, they're very smart and we are killing them by the billions. Yeah. And for what? Well, to feed our dogs? That's, that's what's going on. Extreme cruelty to farmed animals persists because we've compartmentalized the animals into those we eat and those we cannot. 
and 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 when you when you really understand the consequences of man's quest for the almighty dollar, then you really start to understand the long-term effects which we're facing now. Deforestation, ocean dead zones, world hunger, disease, extinction. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's going to occur at a rate where nobody sees it coming and it's going to be here probably I, I i know that there's this 2026 date that a lot of people sarah has mentioned it a bunch of times to to, to me she's mentioned dr rao and 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 for me i had the belief that we needed to be strategic in how we created this service, this methodology, because really the store is really just a pass through to support rescues. Rescues have this incredible sphere of influence to the people that's, that surround them and support them. I didn't want to, I, I could never compete with Chewy. I mean, Chewy, and, and, and what Ryan and Michael did with Chewy is incredible in and to itself. However, it's owned by PetSmart. PetSmart. Well, look, we don't want I don't want to yeah, say no, 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 I'm not, it's I'm potentially. Not, I'm um, not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. But, I'm just to illustrate yeah. a point. Yeah. What we're here to do is to simply save animals. Let me That's let me jump point. in and say we've got a quick caller because we've only got 30 seconds okay. to our break. James from Phoenix. What is your question or thought, James? Oh, I'm just, I'm just calling to say I'm very appreciative of your business because um, I noticed that you have dog and cat treats. Um, they're so much healthier than the standard when you go in the store and you see the dog and cat treats that are out there, and we're hearing stories of what these treats are made out of and also regular dog and cat food. And I know that there's people who take their... They're sick horses or they're animals that are old and they, they have them euthanized. Oh. And then this gets added to the dog food and animals and people's pets are getting sick from this. And um, plus they have all the chemical food out of it. So I'm very appreciative of your, of your products. Wow, James, that is so wonderful. Um, thank you for pointing that out. That's a very important piece of the equation is that some of these dog foods, and we're not naming names, but, you know, uh, we don't have any idea what, what goes into them. So um, when it's a pure vegetable or um, koji, you know exactly what goes into that. Uh, we're going to take a short break on Voice America Radio, but we're staying live on Facebook. Uh, we are here with Eric Turk of Shop for Rescues with an S.com, shopforrescues.com. And I think we can all support him. He has taken anything with leather or feathers or meat. Uh, or dairy off of his website. He has gone 100% cruelty-free. This is a major breakthrough for our movement, our compassion movement, and we need to support him. Uh, I signed up once I saw that as an affiliate, and uh, I hope to help him in his quest. And then a good chunk of the profits, we'll discuss a little bit more on the details on the other side, go to animal rescue. So not killing on the incoming 
and then saving lives on the outgoing. It's just extraordinary. And again, this is a $75 billion market. So when this takes off, I don't say if, when this takes off, it's going to have a huge paradigm shift for our culture. So stay right there. We're going to take a brief break on Voice America. We'll be back in a moment, but we're still on Facebook. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel the voice america talk radio network is on instagram make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows live events and around the network we want to see what you have to share as well check us out on instagram at voice america talk radio we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. We love our pets. I certainly love mine. 67% of all U.S. households have pets. And, uh... It's a $75 billion industry of, of the food and the toys and the, the harnesses and, the, and all the stuff that we spend. But there's tremendous cruelty that goes into that industry because the industry is killing lambs and pigs and cows and chickens and turkeys. All, go into any pet store, look at the labels. You're going to see lamb. You're going to see pork, pig. And uh, there's even this whole movement now of, Grain-free, this is real meat for your animals. And remember, these are uh, domesticated animals, dogs, who uh, basically started following tribes of humans and eating the scraps and the leftovers. And so those scraps and leftovers, as we know from having studied um, the paleo man, uh, who many people feel is a big meat eater, but guess what? They didn't have floss in that day. And uh, when analyzed, the most recent paleo man they found, they analyzed between his teeth, vegetables. So these dogs eat scraps. They are perfectly healthy, even healthier on vegetables and uh, proteins like this koji, which is absolutely incredible. Wilder, just one of the many dog foods. There's V-Dog, which I also love. There's a me cat 
dried cat food, which my cat absolutely loves. So tell us then, spell it out for people because a lot of us are not really business oriented. Just if you were explaining it to your niece or nephew, what exactly happens when people go to Shop for Rescue, they buy, let's say, a vegan item, a a non-leather leash, where does that money go? So when we sell an item on Shop for Rescues, uh, we take 20% of the gross of the sale right away and we segregate it into an account that hopefully the customer says, I'd like to pick out this rescue. If you go onto our site, we show about 11,000 rescues across the United States. Um, If they don't pick a rescue of choice, we'll still make the donation. We'll just go to to Alma, uh, Animal Lives Matter in in Southern California, or we'll go to to Rowdy Girl, like I mentioned before, or, or, I mean, there, there are, there's a Himsa house. There are countless not-for-profits that we can go and support, but we're not looking to do it off of the, the profit. Um, to keep it simple and explain it like a six-year-old to a six-year-old, yes. um, it's like a, a legal way to be Robin Hood, to basically say, okay, the distributors, you're selling it at this price. This is your manufacturer's advertising policy. You want it sold at this price? No problem. We'll sell it at that price. What we do with our revenues is our business. It's nobody else's business. And what I did was I just didn't want to wait on donations. I didn't want to deal with the IRS with with the issues surrounding being a not-for-profit. I wanted to be able to not take a salary and to just utilize my own belief system and say, look, it, 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 let me donate this money to you. Let me use these products as a means of sale. So there aren't, in, there aren't internet taxes on a lot of states. Yes. So uh, essentially somebody buys, they pick a rescue. You, after the overhead costs of running shop for rescues, take that money and give it to a rescue group. I mean, that's how simple it is. I take the money regardless of what the overhead of Shop for Rescues is and make the donation. I'll eat the loss. I'm only interested in saving animal lives. It'll work. It's just scaling it properly. We've got a caller, Paige, from Westlake Village, uh, one of our top contributors, Jane Unchained. Uh, What's your question or thought, Paige? Well, first of all, I just want to acknowledge this is so incredible and what um, a leader you are in the movement. It reminds me of how, you know, you can no longer purchase um, uh, dogs or I believe it's dogs, puppy mills, dogs Mm -hmm. in pet stores, which is so incredible. There's in California, it's rescue animals that are available in pet in pet places that are rescue places to purchase. So that's pretty incredible. Um, or take home with you. So, but I want to ask you, cause I'm unclear. How can we, as the listeners help, how can we um, support you in what you're doing? This is such an incredible cause. Great question. Well, it's, it's just, it's a redirection of how you spend your money on your fur friend, on your animal. 
you can make a choice to shop or buy a collar, a leash, a bowl, a bed, uh, carrot treats, peppermint if you have a horse, <laughs> apple if you have a horse. But you, you can shop on our store and pick a rescue. We'll make the donation. Um, we're not selling your data. Um, we're not interested in dealing with the analytics companies. We just believe that when people start to understand that by shopping with us, the money gets utilized to support a rescue rather than to incentivize employees or shareholders, because we don't have shareholders, it, it, it'll change. People will realize that, 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 um, that this is the most humane methodology to take that first step towards change. You know, uh, not to, to go off on a, on a tangent, there's not a single federal law that protects animal lives inside of a factory. Period. You know, the, 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 the state anti-cruelty laws um, exam, they, they exempt uh, standard factory farming practices. If you have this belief system where you won't support anyone who harms an animal, we're that alternative to support. If not, okay, but yeah. that's why we're here. I want to ask you, how are you going to convince those people who are pet lovers, but who have that wall, that firewall? And you know, I see it all the time. People who are walking their dogs with a leather leash, wearing a leather belt and feeding the dog a meat treat. Yeah. Um, and they say, I'm an animal lover. And, and when you try to uh, point out that there's a dichotomy there, there's a hypocrisy there, there's a definite resistance. Um, but how do you invite them to have the transformation that you had? Because you used to, and I'm not saying this to call you out. I wasn't born vegan. Okay. Um, we're all on a journey. I was a half-assed vegetarian for years, you know, until I got sober. And then I had more clarity. And then I met Howard Lyman, the uh, cattle rancher turned animal activist. And uh, I, I woke up just like you woke up. It's all we're all going through the same thing. We're trying to get people to wake up. But but having been somebody who was trying to rescue animals and selling leather leashes until you've had this switch, which we applaud so tremendously. How do you get inside their head to help them also kind of cross over to that? A realization that if you love animals, uh, killing some to feed others is, well, for lack of a better word, just dumb. Well, it, it, you hit them with a velvet hammer. You don't, they don't realize that you're hitting them. It, it usually comes down to this. I can just be a messenger and, and uh, I can't make them, you know, I can't make them do anything else other than listen to the 10 second soundbite that I give them, which is um, you realize that filet and breast are just other terms for flesh. 
And I just walk away and I just, you know, let that sink in. And they're like, what does that have to do with anything? But it gets them to think about what I said and what the indoctrination is. So that's. uh, Well, not to, but you made a very courageous decision. Yeah. Just recently. Yeah. Uh, working with Sarah Siegel, and shout out to Sarah Siegel. Um, and after be? watching Countdown to Year be? Zero, you decided to turn your um, store, yeah. store 100% cruelty-free, and you started taking off. Because I watched it. I watched them go off. Uh, you started taking off all the animal products. So what has been the reaction? Not to, not to be negative, but look, again, to, if doing the right thing were easy. Everybody do it. You've shown tremendous courage in doing the right thing. And I think it will all work out in the end and be a boon to your project. But there's always that, that, um, that transition period where, uh, it reminds me of when Ellen came out, you know, Ellen had a huge blowback in her career when she came out as gay and, uh, her career suffered a lot. And then, Boom, it took off, and now she's one of the biggest stars in America and the world. I don't care what other people... Describe that that transformation process. Transformation process is is that I don't care what other people think. Their opinion of me is none of my business. The most important thing is my relationship with, with, with myself and with the God of my own understanding. And at the end of the day, I'm going to hear a good, you know, well or well done. I'd like to hear well done. I'm going to stand behind my belief system. I'm not here to stand behind anybody else's. For me, this was important to do. It's really, it's really that simple. It's at the end of the day, when I put my head down on my pillow, I feel good about what I've done. The purpose of this store is to effectuate change for the better in other people's and other animals' lives. If I get the, the, the opportunity for some, some karma, for some payback, you want to know what? Animal karma is worth it because all of those voices that can't speak for themselves, at least I get to tell myself a story that they appreciate what I'm doing, period. And that doesn't matter. And anybody can think that I'm a fool and a crackpot for wanting to believe that. But that's my belief system, and I'm really okay with it, and I don't care what anybody else thinks. That's the deal. That's why I'm doing this. You are my hero. I only can pray and hope that others have the same awakening because we all need to wake up if we are to survive as a species. This new white paper just came out. Dr. Silas Rao, who was profiled on Countdown to Year Zero, which is the documentary that um, Eric watched, uh, and he's saying animal agriculture is the leading cause of climate change, that it is responsible for 87% of greenhouse gas emissions, that the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change miscalculated the impact of methane underestimating it, methane primarily from animal agriculture and overemphasizing fossil fuels. So um, he's willing to debate anyone. This is being peer reviewed. It will ultimately, we hope, be published in a scientific publication and it doesn't come out of nowhere. World Bank economist uh, writing for the World Watch Institute back in 2009 said, 
Animal agriculture is responsible for 51% of greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, it's always being revised downward mysteriously um, where the New York Times publishes articles that say 14.5%. So uh, that's one of the reasons people have felt uh, entitled to ignore it. Uh, but uh, that's going to change because uh, Dr. Rao, I believe, is correct. He has citations for everything he said, and he's willing to debate anybody. Anybody who wants to debate Dr. Rao from anywhere, you can debate him. He is available, and he is having his paper peer-reviewed as we speak. So um, we want to we save the planet. That's what we want to do, along with saving animals and saving our own health. It's logic. The only thing that's standing in the way of the simple logic that eating animals is destroying our own health with heart disease and cancer, processed meat is officially cancer-causing heart disease, which is from plaque, which comes from cholesterol, kills one out of every four Americans. Every time you hear uh, an ambulance, it's generally not a fire. It's generally somebody having a stroke or a heart attack. And uh, so for us, for the animals, for the environment, um, it's the logical choice. But we have conditioning. You know, there's tremendous amount of conditioning that goes into telling people billions of dollars spent on advertisements that connect eating animals to everything, sex appeal. I, I was watching television the other night and a commercial comes on showing dripping meat and this really sexy song about sex. And I was like, whoa, this is Machiavellian. Uh, it, it was really disturbing. But yet when somebody's locked in that biosphere, it seems normal, okay? So it was, it was like, somebody getting feverishly sexual while looking at meat. To me, it was like uh, pornography, to be honest with you. Uh, but that's what they're doing. That's how they're conditioning people. And then what happens is when somebody's brainwashed, they will produce excuses. Well, it's, it's my culture. I can't change. I'm this. Every single culture under the sun is cited by people as a reason why they can't change. Um, and, you know, culture is no excuse. Tradition is no excuse. Um, there is no excuse for unnecessarily torturing an animal and uh, harming the planet in the process. So I just think you are incredible. We're going to take another quick break on Voice America Radio, but we're going to stay live on Facebook. And Rico is very happy about that. I have three rescues, but Rico is the only one who is sit still for long enough to stay on. So uh, let's hit the music and we'll be back, but we'll still be on Facebook. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time. 
online to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We don't follow, we lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right. We have an incredible guest, Eric Turk. He is the founder, owner of Shop for Rescues with an S. Shop for, F-O-R, rescues.com. And he has turned his online retailer for pet supplies, 100% cruelty-free, and that means 100% vegan. And he has um, taken this leap just recently, and I we applaud him. And uh, so the phone lines are lining up with people who love you. Uh, let's go to uh, Evan in Florida. Evan? Hey, Evan. All right, let's go to Lisa Carland. In Hello. Oh, there's Evan. Hi, Evan. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's your question or thought, honey? So, I was just going to say that we rescued a pitbull, and he came to us. He was skinny, and he was sore, and he was always scratching and itchy all the time. So, we took him to the vet, and it turns out that he had an allergy to chicken, so we put him on vegan dog food, and now he has no more sores, no more scratching. He gained weight, and... He looks really healthy. Wow. And that's a dog. A dog. Yes. Yes. Um, Speak to that briefly, Eric, that, you know, a lot of people spend many millions of dollars. We we already said it's a $75 billion industry. A lot of it spent at the vet with dogs coming down with all sorts of illnesses. Um, There's actually a study underway right now in um, the Los Angeles area, a scientific study uh, conducted with dogs who are volunteer dogs, nobody's being tortured, uh, that uh, we believe will show unequivocally that a plant-based diet is the healthiest diet for dogs. So the breakdown for 2018 was that there was about $72.5 billion in, uh, in, in, in money spent on, on pets. Uh, $30 billion of it was for food. 16 billion of it was for vet care. Live animal purchases was about $2 billion and other services was about $6 billion. Um, the truth of the matter is that, that um, 
we don't need animals to be fed to our other animals, period. We need to begin to change just in our attitudes. We can hit people with a velvet hammer with messaging. We can let others know that it's not okay to kill to support. That's not what we need to do. Um, Let me jump in and just say, Lisa Carlin, Hollywood Hills, what's your question or thought, Lisa? Hi, I thank you, Jane, for having Eric on the show today. Eric, you're a wonderful role model for other business owners that have uh, pet supply and pet pet-related businesses. One of the things I want to do, besides congratulating you for going vegan and only selling, you know, vegan leashes and getting all the animal products out, what about more sustainable ways to get the plastic out? Because all the bowls that I've got, I've got some stainless steel bowls, but there's so much plastic. And that really concerns me because that, you know, it's a petroleum product. Do you have plans to... This is part of our move. This is part of a problem with our movement. And I love you, Lisa, and you're one of my heroes. I call her the vegan ninja, because when you really want something done, call Lisa Carlin. (laughs) But I have to say that this man has just done an extraordinary thing, made an extraordinary change, and, you know, give him a chance to catch his breath before you hit him with all these other things that he's got to do. It reminds me of I've got Lunch Break Live here in my house and sometimes the vegan police come in and they they come out with a toothbrush and they're like, this is, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, you know, nobody's doing everything perfectly. And uh, yes, there are, there are things that I could do even better when it comes to the shampoo bottles and all that. Um, I learn from people. There are people who are zero waste. My great niece who's vegan from birth told me, you know, Jane, you need to start buying vintage. I was at the Stray Cat Alliance the other day and I got three vintage shirts that are beautiful and uh, I saved a lot of money too. So uh, it's a work in progress, but I I think we have to give him a chance to catch his breath. You want him to be successful. You don't want him to wipe wipe out his entire catalog and then people (laughs) come on and say, what can I buy? Uh, Zero. But Lisa, it's first things first. Yes. Yes. Uh, But thank you for that, Lisa Carlin. You know, we love... Uh, Lisa Carlin is an incredible activist. So let me ask you a question. Um, when are you going to start getting the dog foods in? Because personally, I think that your site is going to take off because this was on Shark Tank. By the way, just last night on Shark Tank, another one of our friends, Jenny Goldfarb, uh, had a vegan pastrami that Mark Cuban, who was gone vegetarian, invested in. And we were at uh, her house watching, and it was another breakthrough moment. So there are heroes breaking through, like Jenny Goldfarb, Mark Cuban. Let's give him some props. And uh, and also Eric Turk here. So what's going to happen is somebody is going to start to hear and pay attention to what's going on with Shop for Rescues. People are going to align their behavior with their values. It will grow I believe, I have 100% belief that this will take off because it's an idea whose time has come. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's, you know, there's nothing more powerful not to rip off, uh, um, what was his name, his quote, uh, Hugo, I can't remember. Anyhow, the, the, the point ultimately is, is that 
This will grow. Other rescues will want to become affiliates. Other rescues will identify fundraising opportunities. I mean, where is there a store in the entire U.S. that will donate up to 27.5% of a gross sale to a rescue, as well as create a campaign to help that rescue with its community to then buy a product and sponsor animals that are at the rescue. I mean, they can get the products and the cash. We've got another caller, Kimberly from Culver City. Your question or thought, Kim? Hi, I wanted to uh, congratulate and thank you, Eric, for waking up and, and making such a difference. And I'm wondering, speaking of rescues, I don't know if I missed it, but I have a few, uh, I know a few people in rescue. How do they sign up with your website or with your um, business? Great question. Great question. You can go to shopforrescues.com at the top, uh, on the right-hand side at the top, there is an affiliates link. Just hit the link and it'll take you through the prompts. You can sign up. And then you'll get a response uh, asking a couple of questions. We want to make sure that you're a, a legitimate rescue. Uh, you know, we'd like to avoid any issues with the misuse uh, or impropriety of a donation. And, uh, and usually most of the affiliates are absolutely legitimate. And then they can go and communicate with those within their sphere of influence. Um, Great. What a thank you, Kim. What about uh, farm rescues? Like you mentioned, the Rowdy Girl Sanctuary is one of your rescues. Do you, Alma is primarily a dog rescue run by the, one of our great contributors, Aaron Riley Carrasco, mm-hmm. who goes down to Mexico and spay and neuters uh, lots of dogs. She has saved thousands and thousands of animal lives and brings some up. But uh, what about farm uh, sanctuaries or mixed use sanctuaries that have some dogs, but also there's micro sanctuaries out there. Um, like, for example, here in L.A., Love Always is a great sanctuary. Um, very you know, small, but it has dogs, uh, including a dog I rescued and gave left. They took him in. Uh, it's a long story, but uh, they 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 totally saved my butt by taking this dog in. And he turned out to be healthy. Um, I had rescued the dog for a, an elderly lady who said she wanted a dog and didn't want to go to the shelter. And then she changed her mind and I was leaving for Europe and I had nowhere to turn and shot and love always came through. And now the dog is healthy and happy. And so there's an example of a rescue that could really benefit, but they also have other animals. They have some farm animals as well. We'll, we'll, we'll support them period. You know, it, it, it the, 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 Humane Methods of Slaughter Act, which is a federal law that is supposed to reduce farm animal suffering, uh, is is absent. Congress is beyond lame. Um, There's no regulatory oversight. We'll do everything we can to use the money to save animal lives, period. We're not going to differentiate at this point. We're simply trying to let people know how we're utilizing our funds. The concept of compassionate commerce is something that's not seen in business. And that's the paradigm shift that you were talking about. It's a redirection of how money is utilized in business. Once we do that, people will start to talk with other people. 
They won't hold back anymore. And we can do together what I certainly will never be able to do on my own. That's how it will work. I would love to buy all my dog food from you. When are we going to get the dog food on there? As, as Bob Marley used to say, soon come on. It's, we're, <laughs> we're, we're working on it. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. It's, it's, uh, we'll and get keep there. in mind, AMI, A-M-I, vegan cat food that my cat goes crazy for, loves it. Yeah, it's, it's a great product. <laughs> so where do you see Shop for Rescues in five years? Um. I, I see Shop for Rescues being a, a, a voice for those that can't speak for themselves. I see Shop for Rescues as a financial basis for advocacy, as well as providing products to those who are spiritually conscious. Wow. Well, I want to say, first of all, I always want to give... Uh, Voice America Radio, a shout out. They allow us to do these stories. Our executive producer, Tacey Trump, as well as A-Rod in the control room and everybody else uh, based out of Arizona. They allow us to do these stories that the mainstream media ignores. This is a great story. This should be in Forbes and um, all over the business world. And um, I would be very happy to, to help spread the word in any way I can. And uh, we are spreading the word right now. And I I really do urge everybody to jump on this because um, he has really made this incredible shift that must have been a little scary for you at first, but you did it. And you are living proof that we can evolve as a species. And this is how we evolve. And you are my hero, Eric. Uh, Eric Turk of Shop for Rescues. What an amazing man. Uh, I'm just so thrilled and honored to be uh, talking to you. And your shift is the shift that everybody in the world needs to make if we're going to survive, because animal agriculture is truly destroying our world. And we need to change and we need to change quickly. So thank you, Eric. From the bottom of my heart, we will stay involved with you and help you in any way we can. And all the rescue groups that are associated and I'm really thrilled that um, you know you have shifted the paradigm and you've you figured out a way to have a store that doesn't kill animals and then gives a huge chunk of like 30% approximately to rescues. And uh, that is just an incredible, incredible model that I hope other companies will follow. And uh, we just love you and just want to say thanks. And we'll have you back when you get the dog food on. We're going to have you back and do this again. Okay. Jane, thank, thanks for just allowing me the opportunity. I, uh, I'm grateful. I, uh, you know, I, I, I could never do this on my own. So I'm, I'm very appreciative. Well, animals, hopefully, will get the benefit of this. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. We'll talk soon. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Shop for rescues with an S dot com. Shop for rescues dot com. Let's let's support him. All right. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.